Well, let's look at a couple of passages. First, Genesis 19, we're going to look at verse 27, and then Daniel 6, uh, verses 4 through 10. And no doubt these may be familiar passages, but uh, God spoke to me through these scriptures and are convicted me through these scriptures, I should say. In Genesis uh, 19, and we want to look at verse 27. And then we'll go to Daniel chapter 6, verse 4 through 10. First one be uh, Genesis 19. Um, let me make sure I've got it. Genesis 19, verse 27. And Abraham went out early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Let's look at that again. And Abraham went out early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And now in Daniel chapter 6, let's see if we can bring these two together. Daniel 6, verses 4 through 10. Daniel 6, verses 4 through 10. So the governors and the straps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of God. And so uh, these governors and set traps thrown before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom and the administrators and the set traps, the counselors and the advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. And now the king established the decree and signed the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. And when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. So in Daniel, you'll find where the king decreed that no one in the kingdom could make a request to any God or offer any type of prayer for 30 days. So what did Daniel do? He went to God and he prayed about the problem. Something that he'd done since his early days. He'd been praying a lot to God over the years. So the point is, Daniel had this unwavering determination for a personal devotional time with God, to spend some time with God, to pray and talk with God. He had this daily habit, daily habit. You can call it a habit. It gets to be a habit. It's a good habit. But he had this daily quiet time with God, to spend time with God. So the point is, every one of us, 
We need to learn to do that. And sometimes it's difficult. We have, we're busy. We're busy, busy, busy. Found out in a recent survey, two out of ten Christians, two out of ten, have a daily quiet time where they read and study God's Word and they spend time in prayer. So two out of ten. So if we have, if we have 20 people here tonight, that means, what, four people probably have a daily quiet time. And so what we want to do is focus in on a personal devotion time, a quiet time. And, uh, and so obviously everyone doesn't have quiet time. It would be good if we all did, but, um, uh, uh, but we don't. And because of that, at times we wonder, well, you know, um, why is all the biblical ignorance that we see uh, in the world today or, or why are we weak in our faith when we need to be strong in our faith or why do we miss so many spiritual blessings and, and uh, what, does God answer prayer? When we pray, do we pray to God? Do we, do, we pray, do we confess our sins? Do we repent of our sins before we pray? And so the, the answer of why we're not receiving the blessings and why we have all this bi biblical ignorance and why our faith is weak at times, it's not really hard to figure out. According to the Bible, uh, you know, we need to have a, a regular quiet time, a regular prayer time. Um, when you study the Bible and see the triune of God, you can see God was... Um, Tri a triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Trinity. One God manifests himself in three different ways, but also man is, is triune. Uh, the Bible teaches that we're made Trinity. In other words, we have a body and, and we have a mind and we have a spiritual self, so we're triune. And with that in mind, we have a physical body. We need to take care of our body. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, Scripture says what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you are God. You're not your own. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so we need to take care of our bodies. So we, we have a body. But then we also have a, a, a mind. Man has a mind. So we need to, we need to practice Mental fitness, physical fitness, and mental fitness. Just like our body is affected by what we put in it, our mind's also affected by what we put in it. So we need to be careful with our body, also be careful with what we put in our mind. This mind is affected by what's taken through our eyes, what we see, what we look at, affects us in the mind. Uh, goes to our mind, our, our ears, what we hear, affects us with our mind. Um, we need to be careful what we hear, what we see. Remember the little song we learned in preschool? Um, I believe it went like, um, um, be careful, be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. For the Father above is looking down in tender love. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Father up above is looking down in tender love. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. We need to be careful. It may be a childhood song, but uh, it has a great message 
So the, the point is, don't be careful and don't look or don't watch what the devil might use to, to rob you of your joy or even rob you of your testimony. So we have to be careful. So man's created trinity. Man has a body. Man has a mind. Then man's a spiritual being made up, has a spiritual soul. Okay, spiritual being. So uh, uh, the point is to keep ourselves physically fit. Physically fit. We need to keep our, our body physically fit. We need to keep our mind mentally fit. And we need to stay spiritually fit. I remember I was telling Canaan this week about being in the, in the scouts for so many years, and, and we had to scout law. And uh, every time we met, we repeated uh, the, scout, the, scout law, the scout oath. I had scout law, too, but scout oath. Um, on my honor, I'll do my best to do my duty to God and my country and to obey the scout law to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically fit, mentally awake, and morally straight, spiritually fit. And so uh, we need to remember to do that, physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit. So um, uh, we need to learn to participate in a regular devotion time with God. And so the point is time with God is is to the spirit what food is to the body. Uh, I don't have that problem feeding my body as much as I have feeding my spirit oftentimes. And we have to make sure that we're feeding our spirit also. So our quiet time provides a spiritual nourishment that we need um, to, uh, to be spiritually fit. So uh, we have those areas of fitness. You have the physical fitness, mental fitness, and spiritual fitness. And then you have a, a pattern of devotion. Look, if you will, at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to read one verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And we'll look at verse 11. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. And then we'll go back to Genesis 19. 1 Corinthians 10, Paul says this in verse 11. Now all these things happened to them, those in the past, happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So everything in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, Happen to be happen for the purpose of examples to us in the time that we live, and so in uh, Genesis chapter nineteen, verse twenty-seven. Remember Abraham, and Abraham went out early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. So that should Genesis chapter nineteen, verse twenty-seven, should encourage us to go out and meet the Lord on a daily basis. Abraham gives the pattern. He was, he was accustomed to meeting the Lord on a regular basis. Early in the morning. He got up early in the morning. Psalm 5, verse 3. Listen to this. Psalm 5, verse 3. The psalmist said, My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. 
in the morning. Now, why should we, why is he encouraging us? Why did Abraham have this pattern in the morning? Why did Jesus go up to the mountains early in the morning to pray? What's so special about the morning? Anybody, what do you think? Do what? Fresh, somebody said. What else? When the day starts. Yeah. Your, your, mind, you, you, your mind's kind of clear. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Uh, it's not so hectic. You know, we're really busy. You know, as time clicks on toward noon, we really, really get busy, and it doesn't slow up in the afternoon. It seems like at night because we're getting the children, you know, we're getting them fed. Or we, we did. I know some of you do get them fed. Got to get baths. Got to get them in the tub. Got to get them out. Got to get them ready for bed. And so all that, and lots going on. And so the best time, the most quiet time probably for the day or for all of us is in the morning. What about about 30 minutes? What about 30 minutes? Something like that to give to the Lord early in the morning. And so first he got up early in the morning and then he awoke with Abraham. He awoke with this purpose in mind. Said, he didn't set his clock, but he's thinking, you know, I'm gonna get up early in the morning and I'm on first thing I'm gonna do, I'm going before I turn on anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my time with the Lord. Now it's it's a battle, it really is. Uh, Abraham didn't have to deal with uh, Fox and friends. <laughs> he, he didn't have that to deal with, and he, you know he's, he didn't know what was going on in the world, and you're wondering, hey, is you know it's a crash on the banks yet, and I need to find out all about the news first. Now he got up early. He got up early in the morning. So the point is, we must purpose in our heart to meet with the Lord. If, if we don't purpose in our heart to meet with the Lord, we won't do it. We just won't do it. We have to have that purpose. And so we get up early for other things. Get up early, go deer hunting. Get up early to go play golf. Get up early to to go and visit a hospital, or you get up early to go for a doctor's appointment. Man, I hate those times. You get up early to go fishing. Get up early for a seven o'clock wedding. Had to be there five o'clock for a wedding. <laughs> but you put your mind to it, didn't you, Jennifer? Thank you, Ashley, for confessing her sins for her. <laughs> Did she, she, Ashley, she knows she, we're not mourning people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it was, he got up for a purpose. And number three, it was a daily habit. It wasn't something he did every now and then, but it was a daily habit. So we're told that before one develops a habit or a pattern, you have to really do that same thing for a same period of time for at least 30 days. Think of that. Doing it 30 days before it really becomes a habit, a daily habit. 18 days to 30 days, I believe it said. 
So you have an area of fitness, physical, mental, spiritual. You have a pattern, a daily devotion early in the morning. And then you have uh, participation for that early at daily devotion. So we need to prepare for that. Prepare for that. Prepare our heart for that. Make sure our heart's right. Uh, have this internal determination. I'm going to meet the Lord in the morning. Daniel purposed in his heart to pray, to meet with the Lord. So prepare internally. Prepare your heart. Purpose your heart. And then uh, prepare externally. Prepare externally. Go to bed on time with the chickens. Have a proper frame of mind when you get up. Don't regret getting up, man. Here it is. Oh, it's five more minutes and I got to get up. Don't stay up too late. Set your alarm. I just jotted something down that helped me. Don't lie in bed and uh, just sit there and regret getting up or hesitate about getting up. So you have three areas of fitness, physical, mental, spiritual, the pattern for a daily devotion, get up early, have the purpose in mind, and do it as a habit. Then it becomes a joy natural to you. Prepare internally, yield your heart to the Holy Spirit, purpose in your heart, and then prepare externally. Prepare ahead of time. Get your, uh, I keep a pen and pad and a little drawer next to my bed because sometimes during the night the Lord will speak to my heart and, and he'll put a name on my heart and I'll write it down. I'll just wake up. I'll just turn over and write that down. Maybe a sermon title or a passage of scripture or a person's name. And so put your notebook there. And, and if you want to get up and go to a quiet room somewhere, your quiet place, uh, that's good. You need to do that and that way you're not... Uh, disturbing anyone else in the house. And so we need to have quiet time, devotional time. All right, Jennifer, if you'd come up here just now, I asked her just a few minutes ago, she'd just share about her devotion time. Because I know she, she, uh, she sends me a note every now and then about a scripture passage or a, a devotion that she's read, so just share with Kind of what you do. Uh, I do get up early. When I'm here, it's usually about a quarter to four now. When I first started, it was really difficult for me to talk to God for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? But sometimes I find myself in my devotional time for an hour and a half or, or two hours even. I mean, it's just some days it's like that. He's probably like, all right, Jennifer, let's wrap it up. But I just... It's just sometimes it's, I have a lot to talk to him about. And I get up early because I'm the only one up and it's quiet and, and it is peaceful and it's just me and God. And I read, I do the, I take time to pray for the persecuted church and I have devotionals that I read. I love Pray the Word with David Platt. And I do my Sunday school stuff, I study that. But the majority of the time is talking to God. And, you know, my daughter is 24. And still, when I see her name pop up on my phone, just a simple text, my heart smiles. And I'm a child of God, and I know it doesn't matter what I got to say. 
God smiles when I talk to him. He wants to hear that. He's not afraid of our doubts. He's not afraid of our fears. He's not afraid of our questions. He wants it. He wants us to get close. He wants us to take 10 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it takes to say, God, this is what I'm dealing with today. But he doesn't just want you to ramble on. He wants you to sit still and listen. You have to hear him. And sometimes he speaks through a, a specific verse. Sometimes it's one word in a verse. And then sometimes it's later on in the day he will use one of y'all or somebody else that I come in contact with that will say something. Maybe a specific phrase that I prayed specifically to the Lord. And then somebody else will use it and it'll be like, oh my goodness, God really was listening. It's, it's amazing the way God speaks. And it's amazing to know that the God who created all those beautiful mountains we just saw in Colorado takes the time to hear me speak and takes the time to talk back to me. And I know going on this trip, it would have been so easy to have put aside that devotional. It would have because we were in a rush. We had things to do all the time. But I packed my Bible. Actually, it was very difficult for me to figure out how many and which ones to take because I like different translations spread out. But I got up there and I just woke up a little bit earlier. I just got up about a quarter to three because I wanted that time with God. And I'm telling you, he blessed us because I was willing to take that time because he fixed all those things, the weather, the parking, he blesses, he blesses us when we take time. And if you're not, I encourage you, I encourage you, open up your Bible, open up the Word, talk to God, He's there. Take the time because you will not be disappointed, I promise. God is good and God is faithful and God speaks. <laughs> That's pretty good, wasn't it? It's encouraging.